Hello, Chicago West. Welcome to another episode of Digging Deeper. We're back. It's been a long time. It's been a long time. I'm Angela Pryor, and this is Danielle Kelly. And we're back, and we have some background noise. So disregard that noise. We're just doing this. We're just going forward. <laughs> going forward. So we are uh, back with uh, the series, the Book of Mark, uh, that our pastor is preaching through. And we are going to talk about, we're going to dig deeper into the sermon on Sunday, which was faith barriers, three common barriers that hinder our faith. And so I'm going to have Danielle to pray, to open us in prayer. Okay. And we can go from there. Cool, Lord. We just thank you so much for your goodness. We thank you that you are a patient God, that even when we don't understand and we have barriers in our faith, yet you still draw near to us and you still teach us and you still speak to us. And I just pray um, for our time today that we would speak the words that you want to speak, that you would dig deeper into our souls, into our hearts, into our walk with you. And I pray for everyone that's listening, that they wouldn't just draw, like hear us, but that they would see us as mirrors yes. and, and think about their relationship with you and dig deeper into the sermon that you have given our pastor, Pastor John. And Lord, we lift these things up to you in Jesus name. Amen. 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 So um, the first barrier that Pastor John talked about was a sign barrier. Now, y'all, when I first saw like the, the sermon notes, like the what the um, topics was for each one, I was like, wow, where is he going with this? So the first one was the sign barrier. And um, that is found in Mark uh, chapter 8, 11 through 13. You Can you read, read that? that? Yep. Yeah. The Pharisees came and began to argue with him, seeking from him a sign from heaven to test him. And he sighed deeply in his spirit and said, why does this generation seek a sign? Truly, I say to you, no sign will be given to this generation. And he left them, got into the boat again and went to the other side. <laughs> I feel like sometimes when I reread the scripture, I'm like, dang, Jesus. Yes. <laughs> He sighed deeply. So um, the Pharisees began to argue with him, um, seeking him for a sign to test him. And so when Pastor John was like, when he was preaching, like I've read through this before and I'm like, man, they, they wanted, they wanted to argue with him and they wanted to test him. Yes. Right. And so he talked about, he talks about the sign um, can we can we read um, Matthew 16, 1 through 4? Yes, because um, he talked about how uh, Matthew 16 gives a little bit more detail in that yeah, story. Yeah. So Matthew chapter 16, verse 1. And the Pharisees and the Sadducees came and to test him, they asked him to show them a sign from heaven. He answered them, when is it? When it I'm sorry, y'all. When it is evening... You say it would be fair weather, for the sky is red. In the morning, it will be stormy today, for the sky is red and threatening. 
You know how to interpret the appearance of the sky, but you cannot interpret the signs of the time. Mm -hmm. An evil and adulterous generation seeks a sign, but no sign will be given to it except the sign of Jonah. So he left them and departed. Wow. So Jesus is saying to them, like, you you know the signs of the weather and all that, mm -hmm. but you don't know the, the like you can't discern like what's really happening in the world or whatever, or what's what really happening in a spirit. And I was just thinking about these signs. So he asked, why is it, why is Jesus so unwilling to give them a sign, right? Mm -hmm. Why does he say that a wicked and evil generation seeks a sign? Their desire to see a sign displays their lack of faith and unbelief. Mm. And that like, when you think about that, like, man, do I look for signs, right? But I thank God that he made a distinction. Yeah. Like, it's not the sign of, should I take this job or should I move to this right. place? Right. But it's a sign of, like, testing Christ's character. Like That was a good distinction. Oh, my made. God. Because yeah. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> right. Because you're like, well, I do need a sign sometimes if this is the right way. But he was saying that that was something different. Right. And so... Um, one of the things that, um, so I'm, I'm reading from the, uh, the pulpit curriculum that's on our website. And so this came from Ethan. He says, um, to avoid the barrier of looking for signs, we look back on what God has done and remember his character. Mm. Can you share a time when you've seen the powerful love of God in your life? Hmm. Let me, let me rephrase that where you walked by faith. You walked by faith. You didn't like you didn't you didn't look for signs. You just trusted God and he came through. Whether than looking for oh this is a confirmation, this is a sign or whatever. Yes. I mean, I think there's a lot of You want me to go first? Yeah. Yeah, I think there's a lot of um situations that I've been in in my life where I just walked by faith and just didn't have any sign at all. Uh, one of the things that immediately came to mind was um, I was being coached by a friend at the time and I had no desire at all to be a life coach yeah. during that time. I was just on the receiving end of being coached and I felt strongly that the Lord was leading me into that, that path. And I had no money <laughs> to go to the school. Like I just, I didn't. But what I did do was do the research for it. And then I was just like, you know what? I found a school that I felt like would be a good fit for me. I called, did not have the money at all. <laughs> I called, inquired, and then I decided to apply. I was just like, I'm just gonna do this. And if God wants me to, to be at this school, then he'll provide the money for it. Mm -hmm. And I had to wait, but he did provide the full money for, for me to go. So that's just like one small situation where, I don't know if that really answers the question, yeah, but that came to mind where, it, you know, I just was like, this is what I'm doing. And I mean, I feel like that's kind of how I try to live my life now. Mm -hmm. Even when it's like scary, I'm just like, okay, I'm in a season of just stepping out of like, I don't know how this is gonna work out. I don't really have a sign. Like I'm in the middle of pursuing something and God has brought confirmation along the way, but I'm just stepping out. Yeah. Like Peter stepping out on the water yeah. and just trusting that the water is gonna hold me. Yeah. 
that reminds me of um, like in the sermon he mentioned, I think it was, I believe this is Hebrews. It's not on the um, sermon notes, but Hebrews 11 and six, without faith, it is impossible to please God. And I think about other scriptures that say the righteous shall live by faith, mm -hmm. walk by faith and not by sight. Really, that's how we're supposed to be living our lives as Christians anyway. Right. Right. And so seeking a sign to, to show us this or that, it's just... I don't know. It's, it it and yeah. sometimes that could be a lack of uh, just a lack of faith, a lack of like when we're looking for a sign, like Lord, show me a show me a sign that I should do this or I should do that. Sometimes it is it expresses a lack of faith. Yeah, and it, it I think it it does, and it also shows how much we just don't trust his character. Mm -hmm. Back to the character piece of I'm not going to move unless you tell me. And there's sometimes with the Lord where he's like, no, you're gonna move and then I'll sh I'll show. And I've been in Exodus, you know, I love my Exodus. And I think that's a, a great example of God causing the people to move forward and then he would do something. And then, I mean, at first he did start off with a lot of signs, but once they got to the Red Sea, they had to just move forward Yeah, in, in the desert. Like, yeah. <laughs> then he would provide yeah. and, but, it was a step, they had to step forward. Right. What about you? What about you? Like, um, so the question I asked was times where you didn't see a sign or you wasn't seeking a yeah, sign. Yeah, and you just moved yeah, forward. I just think about like some of the hardest times in my life. So, so me and Mike probably was married maybe, I don't know, five, six years. And he lost his job and I wasn't working because I was sick, like, and I couldn't work. And we didn't have nothing. Mm -hmm. We didn't have nothing. And I remember we, um, the church that we was at, we had a daily prayer. So every day we would get on the line and pray. And I remember just being, you know, just devastated about our situation, but I remember surrendering it. Mm -hmm. Like God, like I'm, you know, we're, you're, we're your children. You you said that you'll provide all our needs. So I remember surrendering it. And the day that I got on the phone to pray, what I started doing was praying God's names. Mm. Like I was praying his character, like, like thanking him that he's a provider, thanking him that he's my father, thanking him, you know, just for being all of these things, all of these things. And that very day, I feel like when I surrender my uh, worry, when I surrender, like God just, he just showed up because I was like, it doesn't matter. You're good whether you show up in this situation or, or not. not. Yeah. Like, and so, yeah. So and it's been so many times in my life where it's been like that, where I've, I've gone to the doctor and they said, well, this is the situation. And I'm like, okay, whatever. Like mm -hmm. at the end of the day, God is going to get me through. Even though you say, oh, this disease is in your body or this, I'm going to be okay. <laughs> you know what thought came to my mind too is like so many of us can get stuck in the sign barrier mm -hmm. and miss out on experiencing all these blessings that God has for us and a, a aspect of his character because when you were praying his character 
out, you got to experience him in a different way. Mm -hmm. So there's like a whole element of our relationship with him that we miss out on because we're like, is this the part when he was talking about like, prove yourself, prove yourself? Mm -hmm. Yeah, like who wants to be in a relationship with somebody where you always have to prove? That's exhausting. That is. But you know, guys, like, I'm not doing that. <laughs> I will show up and be who I who I say that I am. And it's like, they had already had a ton of signs. Mm -hmm. Like, they had the bread and everything, but they it still wasn't good enough. So at some point, we just have to ask ourselves, like, are we sufficient? Are we okay with the signs he has already given us? Mm -hmm. And it's and it's so like I was thinking about this earlier when I was listening to the sermon. Like God does, He always gives us signs. And I was thinking about like what sign did I see this morning? Well, I woke up. <laughs> <laughs> I opened my eyes. I woke up this morning. That is a sign. Like I have sign. breath in my body. Like. I was, I got some good sleep last night mm -hmm. and I wasn't stressing over this issue, that issue. Yes. Like those are signs. Like I've been, I've been experiencing signs of deliverance. Okay. <laughs> because I've been in places where I was last year this time and feeling like bound, triggered, all of that. Mm -hmm. And I am like absolutely surprised at the peace mm -hmm. you know i'm i'm for real like <laughs> you're like wait a minute there's actually peace right, <laughs> right wait what I'm, I'm like what's going on and then part of me is like worried that i'm not worried like girl get over it like embrace the peace so um and he mentioned john chapter 6 30 um and it says so they said to him then what sign do you do that we may see and believe you what work do you perform? And that reminded me of what you just said. God is not doing that. He's not doing it. <laughs> and like, but here's the thing. It's like, he's not going to just, sometimes he will be super gracious yeah. with us and he will give us a sign. But like, he already showed them so many signs. That's the thing about the Pharisees is like, he, they would witness him heal somebody. And then they're like, give us a sign. Like, <laughs> What <laughs> else do you need? Right. But well, we're just like that. Can we're we just like this that. Real quick. Oh, yeah, go ahead. I think the other thing, too, is when he talked about how like people love horoscopes, I think you really have to ask yourself, like, if you're willing to get direction, like trust in the stars. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like why can't you trust an unseen God? Mm. Mm. Wow, that's good, right? that's good. He said, and this is the last thing I'm gonna say on this point. <laughs> the state of, of sign seeking that replaces faith makes us vulnerable to the schemes of Satan who loves signs and wonders. Christians who aren't secure in their faith can be easily led astray. And it's so, so, so true. So true. It is so dangerous. It is. Because Satan's a copycat. It is. And so, y'all, we're going to move to the second barrier. And the second barrier is the problem barrier. And that was found in Mark chapter 8, verses 14 through 16. Okay. Uh, now they had forgotten to bring bread. 
and they had only one loaf with them in the boat. And he cautioned them saying, watch out, be aware of the leaven of the Pharisees and the leaven of Herod. And they began discussing with one another the fact that they had no bread. And Jesus, aware of this, said to them, why are you discussing the fact that you have no bread? Do you not perceive? Do you not yet perceive or understand? Are your hearts hardened? Having eyes, do, do you not see? And having ears, do you not hear? And do you not remember? When I broke the five loaves and the 5,000, for the 5,000, how many baskets full of broken pieces did you take up? They said to him, 12. And then, and the seven for the 4,000, how many baskets full of broken pieces did you take up? And they said, seven. And he said to him, do you not yet understand? And so this, this, um, who I read too much, sorry. That's okay. This particular barrier, um, Pastor John mentioned that this is, this is the barrier that we we, you know, mostly fall, mm -hmm. like Christians mostly falling in because when we encounter a problem, like the disciples, they felt like they had a problem because they didn't have no bread. And he was like, they were stressed out. Stressed and out. And it just, like, we, we look at them like, mm, why they stressed out? They was with Jesus who did this, who did that. But they forgot. But it's, it reminds us mm. of us. Mm-hmm. When we get that phone call, girl, guess what? Or we get something go on at the school, at the school with our kids or whatever. Mm. You like, we forget we even know Jesus. Yeah. We forget we saved and everything. And so it says here, and they begin discussing with one another the fact that they had no bread. The disciples have been so busy serving that they forgot to bring food and they are stressed out. So Pastor John mentioned in Mark chapter four, Jesus calmed the storm. Mm -hmm. In chapter six, he provided food for the 5,000. He just provided bread and fish for the 4,000 Gentiles a few minutes ago. And now the disciples are stressed out that they forgot to bring bread. But here's the protection. And that's verse, um, verse 15. 15. Yeah. Um, he said, watch out. Be where beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and the leaven of Herod. Mm. Mm -hmm. So I had to go over this much times because I was like, okay, I'm, I'm not understanding. But then when God gave me understanding, it was, it became simple to me. Yeah. It, it really became simple to me because sometimes we can look at like what Jesus is saying and be, and be like, well, this is me. I was looking at it. What's he talking about? Eleven or whatever. So Pastor John mentioned that this was Jesus' way of protecting them in the midst of stress. And in the midst of stress and focus on bread, Jesus tells them to watch out for the leaven of the Pharisees of Herod. Mm -hmm. Right. So he talked about what leaven is, and it causes the bread to rise. And so when when he was explaining that, I was like. Now, I'm thinking of leaven as something being good. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? But it can be good. Or it can be bad. And it can be bad. And he talked about yeah. false teachers or whatever. And um, he was like in the midst of their stress about bread. Jesus says, be careful of what information you're absorbing and seeking to help you grow. And what I want us to talk about is not 
the it's not the the you know the false prophets or the false teachers mm-hmm. but like in the midst of problems sometimes it could be unsaved family members we're talking to mm-hmm. sometimes we can just listen to our flesh yeah. like and we're growing more worried mm-hmm. we're growing more bitter think about think about times where you've had an issue and you talked about it to somebody and they're agreeing with you girl yeah yeah yeah. and you're not sometimes getting (laughs) god's perspective (laughs) sometimes you're not getting god's perspective you feel worse yeah after you talk to them yeah so give me a situation or if you can think of something like well i think i'm in a situation now of um hmm, do i want to share that no, I don't. Let me think of a different one. Um, yeah, I've definitely been in situations where, okay, it's no secret. I'm married to Pastor John. We're in ministry. And with ministry comes specific trials, struggles, and things that if you're not in this position, you won't understand. Mm. And I'm not saying that in a belittling thing, because just like my sister's a firefighter, I don't know what it means to be a firefighter. I'm not in her position. I don't know what it's like to be a first responder or anything like that. And sometimes if you're, I have had to be careful with getting information when I'm going through hardship or I need some encouragement from certain sources of people that just don't understand. Right. They just don't like, because I'm I'm going to get information that may sound good, but is not really um, layered from a place of understanding or f- from wise counsel to help me through the situation because the the view is limited. Mm-hmm. Like if you're not in a certain level of leadership, you're not going to understand it. Yeah. And so I think that's an example that I have walked through and continue to walk through of being very selective of like who I let speak into my life concerning like being a pastor's wife, being a church planner's wife, being the position that I am in because a lot of people don't understand it. Exactly. Or it's even like this, put it in other terms of like, my mom was a single parent growing up and not every parent can speak into the life of a single parent. That's if that right. Makes sense. That's right. And, and the other thing too, I think about like, entrepreneurship and business. Um, You can get a lot of information from people that sounds good, but can be completely against what God has for you. You might be stuck on this whole like chasing money scheme. And God's like, I never told you to do that. Mm. Never told you to do that. So I think that that's important. And then, and, and when you're in difficulty, it can be really easy this came to me and then I'll, I'll let you answer. Yeah. Like if you're in a place of bitterness. Can we just You talk? took my answer. <laughs> I took your answer. I'm just playing. Okay. But if you're in a place of bitterness, it can be, I'm just go there. Church, hurt, whatever. Trauma. Na- trauma. <laughs> name it. Yeah. Fill in the blank. If you're bitter, you can easily find a podcast. Um youtube video you can find whatever to support your bitterness your bitterness and let that thing rise (laughs) and grow and grow and grow and you'd be like why am i so angry why am i so angry about this why am i so hurt about this because then you didn't fed yourself (laughs) with a bunch of crap right why is 
this thing a number two, but I'm acting like it's like a 20 or a 30. Why? Why? Because I fed myself. Yeah. But um, so I think about I think about Psalms one. Mm-hmm. It says, "Blessed is the man." Oh, that's good. Who walks not in the counsel of the wicked. Mm. And and my example would be like going to unsaved family members Ooh. who I love and like asking them for their opinion about spiritual stuff. <laughs> like, girl, why? Right. And they're going to give you the fleshly answer yeah, they because are. they can't do nothing else. They right. don't know the law. Right. And so that that is my example and feeling so like, first of all, feeling bad or convicted for actually having that conversation Mm -hmm. with them. And secondly, feeling more embittered or more like feeling hurt or is not a word, but just feeling worse. Worse, yeah. Feeling worse after talking to somebody that ain't just, that's not giving you the answer, and even myself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because <laughs> sometimes we don't have the answer. We have, we have, we'll find scriptures to support our bitterness. Yeah. To support our hurt. Can I add this too? Because this mm-hmm. thought is like hanging. Like, they had enough bread to take with them, but chose not to take it into the next step phase, which means that they were lacking, which made them more susceptible to trying to fill that lack on their own, but also made them more susceptible to just fall, like the Pharisees. Mm-hmm. And, and I think about how like God will provide for us in a, in a season and expect us to carry that provision into the next step, but we don't. And then we're like, what are we gonna do? And because we're all like freaking out, now not only are we like, not realizing that he's the bread of life, he then provided everything for us. But now we're even more susceptible to being bamboozled mm-hmm. by the enemy. Because yeah. that's really who it is. It's like the enemy at the core of it all. Yeah. You know, one of the things I wrote uh, on here is this is why journaling is so important. Like going back to the times yeah. he's provided. Yeah. Going back to the times. Um, and, and I'm... And I'm, I'm this is like a double edged sword mm-hmm. because God has been doing so much in my life in this season, and I'm not writing it down like I should be. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. I've been there. Like I am not writing it down like I should be because I know that I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to pull from this season. Mm-hmm. Like you just like take that thing into the next. Yeah. I'm gonna have to pull from this season. I just know it. And you know, journals are like stones of remembrance, mm-hmm. because, which we'll get to um but I think about how often I have gone back to my past journals and I'm like have a current problem and I look back and I'm like oh I had a similar problem and God this is how God answered this is how he met so it is so good and I think just friendship having people in your life that have been with you for a long time to be like yeah Do you, Don't, do you remember? And she's done that a lot. In and my you life. did that to me. <laughs> you did that to me recently. Like, did you forget? <laughs> did you forget? Yeah. And so when we have those, um, those, those problem barriers, we can look back. When we have the sign barrier. We can look back and see what the Lord has done. Mm-hmm. And so Pastor John says, in our day, people are more led by 
or discipled by false teachers and the news media than they are the word of God. Mm -hmm. They have filled themselves with the leaven of the Pharisees and the inherit. And here's the question that our pastor asked us on Sunday. What have you been absorbing? Right? That's something to think about. Mm. And what are you filling your mind and heart with? And um, I guess we can um, we can answer those questions. I'll start. So what have I been absorbing? And so I, I have truly been in a word, but it is a temptation to run. You know, it, it, it has been a temptation to run to others, mm -hmm. to, to even run to you, friend. Yes. <laughs> like, it has been a temptation, but I thank God for redirection. Mm -hmm. I thank God. And, 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 and I'm going to say this, like, I feel like it's because of just being hit upside my head so many times. <laughs> It's because of falling so many times that I'm in a season where I don't want to fall no more. Mm -hmm. Well, I don't want to like pick up the phone and, and call somebody. Like I really don't want to pick up the phone and call somebody before I call upon the name of the Lord. Lord yeah. Like, like I'm in that season where I don't want to somebody to pat me on the back. I want what's right. Yeah. I want the righteous path. And I think and, and, and I think in the past, I probably did. But this season, I really want it. Yeah. Like, 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 I want, like it. I want to fight for it. Mm -hmm. I want to fight for it. And when I make a mistake, I want to apologize and repent. Right, right. Like, that's 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 where I'm at. And that's what I've been absorbing and filling my mind with. Mm -hmm. And what about you? I mean, I'm trying to absorb my mind with Jesus. But... And honestly, I think in this season, I loved how he used the example of the free throw. Mm -hmm. um, that really resonated with me because I think this is a season where God is trying to bring me from absorbing the opinions of others mm -hmm. and the voices of others oh. and the voices of the enemy. Like, and I have let that absorb into my system far too much. And it's, it's like, it has to stop. <laughs> and when I, I'm just such a visual person. So seeing that visual on the screen of the free throw, it like immediately I felt like the Holy Spirit was like, that's it, Danielle. Like I'm telling you to just focus and throw in the bas basket, but you're so focused on this person over here and this person oh. over here and what they're saying and what the enemy is saying, what your flesh is saying about whatever about yourself like those are the things that like God is just like you shared you want to learn how to go to others I want to learn how to stand there like a seasoned athlete who has practiced multiple times over and over how to do a, a, a free throw yes and and shoot the ball and just and just I love seeing like you know let's just use Steph Curry like boom he does it and keeps it moving. He he doesn't just sit there like, oh, this person, he's waving the sign saying I can't do it. Like, no, he just executes and keeps it moving. So that's an area where I want um where I need I'm I'm I've I've grown in the past, but like that's an area that I need to continue to grow in. And God is trying to root out in me of like, stay focused on me. Keep your eyes on me, like 
keep your eyes on me. Yeah. Keep your eyes on me. Yeah. And let him, like, just block it out. And here's the thing that just came to me. Those people that are all waving, they ain't on the court, y'all. They're not on the court. Okay. They not in the game. They not in the game. <laughs> all right. And look at the Lord speaking to me right now. I'm worried about people. Ooh, oh, that's okay. <laughs> look. <laughs> Pay attention. You just need to shake. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus, for speaking to me in this moment. I'm worried about people that's not even in, in the, the game. game. Boom. Boom. Drop the mic. <laughs> Somebody needs to hear that too. Yeah, just yeah, yeah. Worried yes. about people that's not even in the game. Waving. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Wow, wow, wow. I love Jesus. So the question, <gasps> the question that he asks is, what does these, what does this situation or these problems reveal about the state of their hearts? Or the like when problems come, what does what does it reveal about the state of our heart when we respond, the way we respond? Why are they consumed with their problems? Like why, why, why do we be consumed with the problem? You got that first, you can answer that first. <laughs> but he said, because they, they, they have chosen control over trust. That is a good. Mm -hmm. That convicted me to the core. <laughs> like, Wait a minute now. Get out of my business. Right. Because that 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 be the thing. We be trying to figure out how we gonna solve, solve this it. Problem. And God be coming through with with ways that we can't comprehend. <laughs> that we didn't even think about. Like right. that bread, they weren't thinking that he was gonna break that. It was gonna multiply. And then they forgot. <laughs> So when the second situation came up, how are we going to get bread? He's like, break it like the last time. He was saying, I am the, the bread. bread. <laughs> yeah. So when following Jesus, you can't have control and trust him at the same time. I think for me, that was the biggest takeaway. Mm. That was the biggest takeaway. Like God is saying to us, take your hands off and let me do it. So surrender. Thinking about uh, CC's song, if he's greater, if he's greater, then let him be. Let him be greater. <laughs> that song. Let him be. Let him be. If he's stronger. <laughs> let him be strong. I told one time I was just joking around with this woman at our church, and I was like, "Won't he do it?" She looked at me and said, "If you let him, <laughs> if you let him, if you let him." Because we sometimes, especially like women, <laughs> something happened in our family, baby. We trying to, we trying to figure it out. We trying to like make our own bread and solve all these issues. When God is saying, "Daughter, my child, mm. give it to me." Mm. I got your back. And a lot of times, and I know you can attest to this, when you have just surrendered that thing, that's when God just, it's just like, he just opens up the bag and pour out the stuff to you. Yeah, you're like, oh, that's all I had to do? <laughs> it's surrender. I just let go. You let go. You let go. And I think about um, that scripture. What is that scripture? I think it's Matthew 16, when he talks about, like, um, 
giving up your life, giving up your life. And I, I can't even remember um, what the scripture is, but it's, I think it's Matthew 16. You give up your 15. life, like you lose it. Yeah, you lose your life to, it's Matthew 16. Keep talking, keep talking, I'm gonna try to find it. But I think about that because that's exactly what we have to do is take up our cross daily oh, yeah. and follow him. Like, and that's the thing. A lot of us don't want to take up our cross, which is a faith barrier. Mm -hmm. That wasn't in there. But, it but is. that's a faith barrier. It, it really is. It really is. I um, can't find it, but I'll put it on the screen. But but he talks about um, trust, trust in action. Um, and this is this is like the doing of it. Taking action. Like when God tells us to do something, like digging deeper. <laughs> When he tells us, when he tells us to do something, just do it. Like just, just, just do it. Just do it. Like the Nike sandals. Yeah, just yeah. do it. Just do it. Okay. I have not uh, on. I almost put my leg up and showed y'all my <laughs> shoes, but that, would, that wouldn't be appropriate. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yes. Just doing it. Just, just, just stepping. And and I think, I think you are an inspiration to me and always have been because you just do it. You be like, okay, let's do it. <laughs> Even this digging deeper. I've been talking about this to her for years. She be like, okay, let's do it. And I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, what? So, so that like, so I love you for that. Oh, man. I just, you. I love you because you just be walking by faith. Well, and I think <laughs> that like taking action, that has been my trust in action. Uh -huh. Like that has been my way of overcoming the problem barrier is just saying like, I mean, I'm in that right now where I'm like, I don't know what to do or like big picture, but I know the next step. Or I'm not even sure of the next step, but I'm just going to take action. And if that's the wrong step, God will be like, eh. <laughs> try again. And I'll be like, okay, <laughs> that wasn't the right step. Or I move forward and he's like, yep, that was the next step. So then you keep moving. Oh, so great. Yeah. And the next uh, trust in action is waiting. Mm -hmm. Wait on the Lord. <laughs> This is the one I struggle with. Wait. I think taking action is, it's so easy for me that waiting is like. Yeah. Waiting. That's harder for me. Yeah. Wait. They that wait upon the Lord. And But there's so, so many promises in that, in that scripture. I think it's Isaiah 40, 31. He that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up on wings as eagles. Ooh. They shall run and not grow weary. They shall walk, walk and not faint. All of that. He's like, wait, and this, well, this is what whole, you get. I feel like I need to dig deeper into that. <laughs> into that, yeah. Not on this camera, but just in my personal. Yes, yes. Article or something it's like so, that. it's so many promises found there. Like, this is what you're gonna get when you wait. It's, it's like a, it's like a gift. Waiting is a gift. Yes. It's a gift. I was listening to this song by Taryn. And it's mm -hmm. called Worth the Wait. And there's the line where she Ooh. says, um, it's something like, um, in the waiting, his waiting, in the waiting, it's his grace for you. <sighs> and I was just stuck on that of like, because I struggle so much in the wait. In the wait. That when I heard it, I, I just kept replaying. I'm like, yes, 
I never considered that it's his grace for me that he's making me wait. And when I look back over my life, I'm thankful that he made me wait for some stuff because I'm like, well, praise God, because this, I wasn't ready or he developed character or there was somebody that wasn't in position until a certain time that I needed to connect with. Yeah. He was, Pastor John was like, ain't you glad that God didn't give you, that God made you wait and he didn't give you what you really wanted. Listen, I think about marriage. Oh, can you? I think it came to my mind. <laughs> I'm like, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> I am so glad that I didn't get the man that I prayed for. Because I'll probably be divorced today. Honestly. And he made me wait. So ladies, single ladies, all the single ladies, yeah. <laughs> let me let me tell y'all, wait on the Lord. Yeah. It is like, it is just so precious. It is precious. It is so precious. I think about my husband. It will be 20 years next year. Oh my gosh. It'll be 20 years. And it don't seem like that. But I look at him today and I'm like, I love that man. Mm -hmm. Like it's, it's fresher today than it was back then 20 years ago. Like, I ain't doing <laughs> okay. So let me tell y'all about it. Are you watching? <laughs> so I'm saying, like, but I'm just saying, y'all, wait, because God will come through. Mm. Even if you don't see a man around you, right. an eligible bachelor around <laughs> He will, come he, he will come through. Okay. Oh, man. And the last thing he tells us to do to take your thoughts captive. Like, I feel like that should be number one. Right, <laughs> right. Like, take your thought captive when, because the enemy is going to come with all types of thoughts, reasons. Like, but what does, what is the scripture? Um, 1 Corinthians 10. Take every thought captive. captive and make it obey. Obey. Christ. Make yeah. your make your thoughts obey Christ Jesus. Ugh. And just think about that. You are taking, you are, you are um, you are taking a thought and putting that sucker, putting them in handcuffs mm -hmm. and throwing them in jail. Yeah. You taking your thoughts captive. So you got anything else to say about that? I was going to say, like, I think for me, like, waiting and taking my thoughts captive are the champ. That's, those are the things that are hard for me, trust in action. Like, even when you mentioned taking thoughts captive, I'm like, oh, back to the issue that I have about the people mm -hmm. waving. It's a, like, taking the thoughts captive. Like, just letting the noise, nah, 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 bring it bring it into silence like mm -hmm. what so for you what's the hardest one of trust in action taking action taking action taking action um and i think that uh taking my thoughts cap this would be next and then waiting but um you know when when he mentioned taking your thoughts captive, I always think about Barb. Barb Raveling. I always hey, think Barb. about her book and just how it really helps you to take your thoughts captive. But I just think that that is so um, 
That is so good. So in your time, your personal time, think about these trust and action. Think about which one is the one that you struggle with the most and just and just um lean into the lord lean into the lord in this season in that and so let me remind you what they are um trust and action taking action pretty much doing what the lord tells you to do waiting on the lord and then taking your thoughts captive mm. um and so we're gonna go to our last uh barrier which is the remembrance barrier and that is found in uh, Mark. <laughs> I read it in the long section. Um, you want me to read it again? Uh, uh, I'll read okay. it. It's uh, verses. It's just verses 17 through 21. And it says, And Jesus, aware of this, said to them, Why are you discussing the fact that you have no bread? Do you not perceive or understand? Are your hearts hardened? Having eyes, do you not see? Having ears, do you not hear? And do you not remember when I broke the five loaves for the 5,000? How many baskets full of broken pieces did you take up? They said to him, 12. (laughs) (laughs) And the seven for the 4,000. How many baskets full of broken pieces did you take up? And they said to him, seven. And he said to them, do you not yet understand? That was and so convicting. And, and then Pastor John was like, that was it. Like, that was it. Like, think, like he gave them a, a C-Law moment. <laughs> sit on that. <laughs> right, right. Don't say nothing. Just sit on that. Just sit on it. Like, and that's what he tells us today. Like, will you remember? And going back again to the journaling, mm-hmm. going back again to having those memory stones, because if he did it before, I'll see him do it again. <laughs> amen. Amen. <laughs> Jesus responds. Jesus has some hard questions for them and for us. Do you not understand? That's what God is saying to us. Whew. Do you not understand? He's saying to us, is your heart that hard? Can you not spiritually see or hear? And do you not remember? Do you not? God is telling us to remember Mm. who he is, what he has done, what he has done in the past. And it will help us. You and I are spirit spiritually forgetful. And that's what Pastor John says. Yeah. We are spiritually forgetful. So I think we have to purpose in our hearts, purpose in our hearts to remember all of God's people historically struggled with this. And um, so I just want to ask you a question. No. I am very forgetful. I just came out of a forgetful season, like (laughs) two weeks ago. God had to take me to a special place (laughs) to remind me. (laughs) No, well, you know. Yeah. Because we're friends (laughs) and you know my business. Um, Yes, I recently was questioning God about a lot and has simply forgotten that Number one, he's my provider and protector. Yeah. And I'll share this. Um, I was on a beach recently and the beach that I was at um, was surrounded by a naval station on both sides. And there was a naval ship right in front of me. So I was sitting there like two weeks ago, calming down from my whole like 
God, what the heck <laughs> conversation. And I looked up and I really felt like the Holy Spirit was like, you have forgotten that I'm your protector. Like you have forgotten that I've surrounded you. And so think back over your life, like all the times that I have protected you, how I've been your stronghold. And yes, just like, just remembering. And I even love like on our phones, how your phone probably does this. Well, it'll bring up like five years ago yes, today. Yeah, I love that. Cause sometimes a picture will go up. I'm like, dang, I forgot about what God has done. And even with like my youngest son, I ain't have no more kids y'all. <laughs> so with him, at, like he's in the second grade and like I remember when Ben was in the second grade yeah and I remember some of the stuff I struggled with yeah. in parenting or whatever yeah. and I'm just like wow look what you've done look what you've done mm -hmm. look what you've done yeah wow look what you've done so what about you <sighs> yeah I I forget I forget sometimes to write um just like when I'm it's really like when the enemy attacks me with insecurity mm -hmm. and just feeling unloved or unappreciated or whatever, I forget who I am. I forget oh. that I have a seat at the table. <laughs> I forget <sighs> just, just that God loves me personally. Mm -hmm. Like sometimes I forget that and it's so... It's so horrible. <laughs> I mean, it's I think so we all do sometimes yeah. just forget. But you know, you said that God had to take you to a place. And I think in his, to make you remember. And I think in his great mercy, he had to, he had to take me to a place. And he does take us to a place or cause something to happen. Cause a call to happen. Cause you to talk to a friend who reminds you of a time. Like, you always remind me, like, when I'm beating myself up, and mm -hmm. I'm saying, you know, all types of stuff about myself or whatever, and you remind me, like, have grace for yourself. Yeah. Have grace because this is what you went through. This is what you did. And just, you remind me. So I thank God for friends that remind me. I thank God for Michael Pryor always. I know John B reminded me too. Right. Like always reminding me of what God has done. But you've done this. And so we are focused on the little thing. We are focused on the, the naysayers. We are focused on all of this stuff and forget what God just told you in his word. How God just reminded you, you are not forgotten. You are loved. How you just spent all this time in the word, crying your eyeballs out. <laughs> I mean, on the flow, just crying. And then let somebody say one thing. And God done said 10 things. Yeah. God done said 20 things. Let somebody say one thing. You ugly. And we just, we just <laughs> oh forget. Lord, I'm so ugly. I'm so ugly. <laughs> well, I think that's why like in the Old Testament, why God had the Israelites put stones of remembrance. Yes. Up. Like he was constantly, like people were constantly building altars of, um, the Lord, I think about Abraham, the Lord, he built an altar. The Lord will provide. Like there were these um, places and stones that were physical markers to help everybody remember. remember. So somebody was yeah. like, well, what's that? Oh, that's when God did this. So I'll share this really quick. And then, mm -hmm. so one of the things that I was struggling with was like 
recently like, God, will you provide in this specific area? And like last year, when things were ridiculously hard in my life, I had been wanting, like my when we moved into our house, it was all like redone except this one area in the basement, this one bathroom. And every time I went in it, I was like, I hate this, but we don't have the money to, to, to remodel it. But let me tell you, God provided in a crazy way. And our insurance, like something happened, our insurance company like gave us money, like more than enough to get a new bathroom. It was the first time in, like in my house that I was able to like pick out stuff. And we got the new bathroom last summer. So earlier, like a couple weeks ago, last month, I was struggling really bad. Like, I'm like, God, will you provide? And I was in the basement cleaning the bathroom and I felt like the Holy Spirit was like, you're cleaning my, <laughs> my provision. Look you're at me. literally cleaning my provision. So what I did as a stone of remembrance, I didn't even tell you this. You did. Did I, did I tell you about no. this? That week I took a shower in the basement every single day in that bathroom to remember. Every time I went in there, I was like, I'm going to remember. I mean, it's the nicest bathroom in the house. I don't know why I don't do it more often. But it was like, like a hotel bathroom. <laughs> like it was intentional. Like I purposely, like I had to, because I was in the problem barrier. Yeah. I was in the problem barrier. I was like, I don't know what's going to happen. I was struggling to take my thoughts captive. I was struggling to wait. I was struggling to take action. So what I had to do was once the Holy Spirit opened my eyes, you're cleaning the provision that I have given you. You didn't have to pay nothing. <laughs> nothing. I took myself down there every day for a week to remember. And it helped me. Mm -hmm. It helped me. I was looking around like, I can't even believe he did this. Wow. Wow. We, we need to have like straight up times once a week, twice a week, something. But we are remembering. Mm -hmm. Just having a time, times of remembrance. Pastor John says it, it is painful to consider how often God delivers us and answers our prayers only for that work of grace to be forgotten shortly after. We often talk to God like he has never done anything for us. If you need some encouragement, remember that those who who were were the closest to Jesus often struggle the most to mm. believe him and have faith. And I remember early part in my life, early part of my salvation, I used to always, always think, man, I wish I was, you know, walking with uh, Jesus and the disciples. I would have so much faith and it. No, because they struggle. They struggle. <laughs> Isn't it encouraging though? It is like, very wow, encouraging. They were with him and they struggled and he still called them out. He still sent them forth. <sighs> wow. Wow, wow, wow. So um, the, the question is, how do you remove the remembrance barrier? Well, go ahead. I just, I was just thinking like what, what we just talked about, having times of, of um, remembrance, but then also Pastor John mentioned thankfulness, like being thankful. And I, and I do remember like when I was, when I was tell, talking about that story, of praying God's um, just praying his names, praying like his his uh, attributes, his character. I was thanking God for those things. Mm -hmm. I was thanking God for being Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Shalom. I was thanking him. And in that thankfulness, it was like all of the, all, that problem barrier of us not having provision 
Like we ain't had none. Mm-hmm. It just didn't matter. Yeah. It really didn't matter. That's why it's so easy for some for that woman that Jesus talked about in the in the word who gave her, her one little mite. Yeah, she had like the little. Right. Because she was thankful. You you she had to be thankful. She had to be thankful to give her last. Yeah. Like, so, and he says, forgetfulness would never be found in a heart full of gratitude. Mm. And that's, that's what I want. I want to, I want to be full of gratitude. Yeah. That's definitely a muscle Mm -hmm. I need to, to grow. Because I feel like when you, when you've gone through like a difficult season and when your hope has been just like sucked dry, it can be hard to have gratitude. Like you, it can be difficult, but anyways. I would say, I would say, take hold to those scriptures about gratitude. Take hold to those, um, just like in the word, whatever God says about thankfulness, take hold to those things. And I'm thinking about, my scripture or my psalm for today was Psalm 100 and it's thankfulness. And I'm going to pray this for us. Okay. Mm-hmm. It says, make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come into his presence with singing. And so, God, we thank you, Lord God, that we can make a joyful noise unto you. We can serve you with gladness. We can come in your presence with singing. We can know that you are the Lord. You are God. It is you who have made us and not we ourselves. We are your people in the sheep of your pastures. So, Father, I pray that we will enter into your gates with thanksgiving into your courts with praise god we will bless your holy name regardless of what we're going through regardless of what we've been through god that we will take time out to give you praise to thank you father i pray that over our lives lord god when we struggle when we in in times of struggling and season of just hard seasons lord god help us to give you praise Help us to be thankful. Help us to be grateful, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, that we could talk about these barriers. And I just pray, Lord God, if anybody out there that's struggling with the sign barrier, that if anybody that's struggling with the problem barrier or that's struggling with the remembrance barrier, Father, would you remind them of who you are and who they are in you, oh God, that, that we don't have to look for signs and wonders because we walk by faith and not by sight, oh God. Help us, Lord God, in this. And God, I give you praise and thanksgiving for your help. I give you praise and thanksgiving, Lord God, for your grace and your mercy in the midst of whatever we're going through. And it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Chicago West, remember, you you are are loved. loved.